Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Ladies and gentlemen, the latest meeting of the Lil Jordan Humphrey fan club is <laughs> in session. Hello, how are you? And greetings from the post game. This is Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. You got your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens alongside Andy Jumbo Hart here, recapping the Patriots' second preseason game of the 2022 season. Pats 20, Cats 10. Andy, there was definitely a more palpable energy leading up to the game in the parking lots in the stadium tonight because the fans were treated to what they've wanted to see since the last time he was on the field up in Buffalo, Mac Jones and the starters on the offense. Uh, give me some of your first takeaways from tonight's action. Uh, first of all, obviously good to see Mac Jones in the, the first team offense. Uh, wasn't great. A uh, couple drives where they uh, didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Didn't get a first down. He didn't complete a pass. Uh, and then the third drive, they put together an actual drive, got a first down, and then he got a 45-yard connection down the left sideline to Nelson Aguilar, and I, yep. I thought that was something good to see. It's mixed bag is how I termed it in the story I posted on WEEI.com. I, po I, I would say that tonight was frozen pizza. It was, it was far from yeah. the best slice you've had. It was far from even like your Buffalo chicken frozen pizza, maybe? Yeah, I, I probably like a good pepperoni. Because the or throw to Aguilar was pretty. And, and uh, there were some sparks that led up to that as well. I would like to point out, I think I saw it, uh, Michael Hurley's tweet. And there was a little bit of a din of concern, and a few uh, pants-wetting tweets were sent by media and fan alike over the idea that the first two drives were six plays, three yards, two punts. Uh, I think the operating uh, proper adjective for that is not great, Bob. Not great. Not, not great. But it's they also a little confused. First, they are a work in progress. I don't know how many freaking times we can say that on mm -hmm. Six Rings, WEI, write it, wherever we are. Right. They're a work in progress. But I think over the last week... They've shown some progress. Mm -hmm. Now they had we a better week offensively at practice and in the Foxborough Fight Club with the Panthers than they did the week prior when they were fighting the wind uh, progress in themselves. Yeah, they don't look inept necessarily. Like even, for example, there was the throw to Jacoby Myers on the right side. He was covered. I don't know if I loved the decision, but it was an NFL play. Mm -hmm. Like Mac dropped back. He decided. That was a good spot to throw. He threw it high because if he threw it low, there was yeah. coverage and it probably would have been bad. Kind of sailed it a little like, bit. 
but it wasn't a broken play. You know, he was sacked early. We should get into the offensive line. No Trent Brown. Yep. No Isaiah Wynn. Who are we ever going to see again? I mean, is, uh, is this going to be the third of his five seasons in Foxborough? Is this going to be the third? I mean, he's played like what half of his? Yeah, games? he's basically a part-time player, half-time player. Honest. And they gave ten and a half million dollars on his fifth-year option. Not great. Yeah, not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. Probably should so, rename this podcast "Not Great, Bob." It, it, well, you know that's uh, negative Fitzy coming out. Let's oh, focus. There's some please. positives to swing back around with. But the uh, the left tackle spot, they went with Yadni Kajust. Mm-hmm. Then they moved Mike Onwenu to right tackle, which, which obviously I would like to see eventually. the position he played as a rookie that PFF and Comp loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, so they the line was certainly not the uh, first team line in front of Mac Jones, and that ha- early sack where yep. Kajust gives up some pressure, he has to step up, he ends up getting sacked sort of in the the, the guard area. Um, so that's not that unexpected. Was, let's not forget that it was Kajus last year who almost got Mac ill'd when he let Randy Gregory freely come in and buried Mac Jones. I don't know if turf. you've heard this. I've termed the offensive line a house of cards. Yes, I have. And I heard Andy Gresham did a great job filling in on the uh, pod this week saying that that was a little much. So well, when you know what? Andy Gresh says that you're a little much. Did you watch the game tonight? I did indeed. You the had Ferences and Kajusts and on when it was in different spots. We had 12 men on the field. We had a couple of false starts. Like, yeah. it's still, again, work in progress. Cole Strange had one penalty, but still more positive than negative with him. David Andrews is a little banged up, so now we've got people coming in and out of center as yeah. well. Trent Brown, we don't know why he didn't start. My guess is Trent Brown was precautionary. That Purely was- a guess. But Two a guy, load management. A guy who has a calf issue, yep. had a calf issue a year ago, which was day-to-day, and I laughed and said, for a 380-pound man, a calf injury is a big deal. That's a lot deal. of work for those. Like, those calves go through a yes. lot. Like, your neck has to do a lot of work to hold up your giant <laughs> head. what you did his, there. you did, and you probably you laughed at it because it's true. And <laughs> his, his calves tired. have a lot of work to do. <laughs> they have a lot of work to uh, do. So I, my guess is that's like Trent Brown, veteran, let's just get him to the season. Do we really need him out there yep. kind of thing. Um but so that's a factor in the first couple drives, the offensive line mm-hmm. not being your starting offensive line, not being great, not having really worked. I don't know that I've seen that configuration that of offensive unit. line right. yet. Now, uh, you also just said, I don't know if I've seen that unit. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Save that drop, whoever's uh, running this. So that drive, though, where they did ultimately score, they put seven on the board, I think was big because at the end of the first quarter, Mac Jones, I wasn't sure if he was going to come back out for the second, but there seemed to be some determination on his behalf. May have gone to the sideline, just started whipping the ball around. One of the guys up in the box uh, told me that uh, they saw him go over to the side and not talk to anyone and just start picking up the ball and, like, angrily sort of like, oh, yeah. toss He's a it. competitor. Like, he's being super competitive, and I love to see that. That's one of the yes. things we love about this kid. And he comes back out, and the drive is sparked by a nice little third down play by my guy, the one who I had said would replace James White as a third down back offensive weapon, Ty Montgomery, who ultimately gets the touchdown. Nice little out in the flat like Mac looks around, no one's open, dumps it to him, gets seven for a first down, makes another big play, has a couple nice runs, including the touchdown. Of course, the drive is highlighted. The signature play was that 40-yard dime piece to Aguilar down the sideline. And I thought, this looks like Patriots football. For the first time since the last time they played Patriots football, this reminds me of Patriots football. And you know what that drive was? And we all do this. We've all said this. We golf. We suck. But you have that one par three where you drop it four feet from the pin. Happened and you're like, week. 
I can golf. I can golf. It's a good sport. I you like this what? sport. I'm good at golf. That was that drive in the midst of what's gone on before this in the preseason and practices, in the midst of those first two drives, which were, we don't, what are we doing here? We're spinning our tires. Yeah. That was dropping it three feet from the pin and then knocking it in with a nice short putt. So you build on that, right? Mm-hmm. It makes you want to play golf again. This makes you want to play offense again, continue to build, trust the progress and the mm-hmm. process and all the, the cue words that, that Bill Belichick has used. Um, the, the Ty Montgomery thing I found interesting. I didn't really want to see Do him tell. out there, quite personally, because... You want to save him for the regular season? I know what Ty Montgomery is. He's got to get a couple... He's got to get a solid veteran. Guys. Yeah. Like, I think he's capable of that anytime I need that. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to see? Ramondre Stevenson. Right. I would like to see him get some opportunities. Are they saving that? Maybe, or maybe they don't trust him. Maybe he's the backup. Maybe they don't want to put him in that role. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, mm-hmm. but... There were a few times tonight, actually for both teams, like Matt Rule has P.J. Walker out there. Uh, why don't you put Matt okay. Corral, your rookie quarterback, out there I and get him reps? Theory. I got an interesting theory. He was theory. trying to win the game? No, I was talking. Idiot uh, Rule. I watched the first half. Uh, no, the idiot rule is that I have to do shows with you every that week. That's not funny. That's not funny. It's really not nice. It's also true. Yeah, you're mean. I know. You're hurtful. <laughs> so I was talking with some folks in the stands tonight, and then somebody said the same thing, like, why is P.J. Walker out there? Why Why didn't they start Darnold if they were going to go with all twos and threes? And I think twofold. One, if you start Darnold, you are tipping your hand that Baker Mayfield has won the job. And I think we all believe Baker Mayfield is yeah. the starting quarterback on this team. But that's a hand tip before he needs to make, quote, you know, we've come together and we made the final decision. Uh, we're going to go with Baker. And the other thing is that starting P.J. Walker tonight gives him maybe one more look to decide, do I need to keep P.J. Walker uh, or let him go and go with Darnold and Mayfield and Corral, or do I just jettison Darnold altogether because he is washed up? Like, he's he's done. I, uh, I, he could I, be. I almost see more upside in having somebody like P.J. Walker if only you just didn't have to pay this foolish $20 million freight they agreed to pay on Darnold. Well, it's just money, first of all. Like, it's just money. You, right. you made the mistake. David okay. Tepper does have billions of them. Right. Um, and it's an interesting theory. I, I just PJ Walker. There's also their connection from college, so I yep. think there's probably a loyalty, sure, sure, um, sure, between those two guys. That couple is XFL special. guys on the uh, couple XFL 2.0 guys on the Panthers too. Probably tells you why they're not a very <laughs> good football team. <laughs> very good. Well said. Um, okay, so let's get back to some of the Patriots. Let's let's go mm-hmm. with some positives. Okay. Uh, mm, let's see. Brian Hoyer was not in there very long. Nope. Did get one to Tyquan Thornton. You love to see that. Uh, Bailey Zappi does throw a pick six, but again. Uh, I love him. The buzz around, like, love I sat in a couple different sections talking to some fans. They all love Bailey Zappi. How can Everyone you not? Everyone loves I now know Bailey how he threw Zappi. for 6,000 yards. He just he slings, slings it. it. I love it. Slings Developmental it. young quarterback, I'm all in on Bailey Zappi. Yes. Like, he throws a pick six on a bad route, lazy read. The whole yep. play was shambles. It was preseason football. Yep. Exactly. Don't care. Comes back, and he's, like, throwing it deep. Should have had a bomb mm-hmm. to Nixon. Who I think dropped it. It, it. There was a defender, but it was catchable. Like yeah. catch the ball. You're trying to make a play and a name for yourself. That's the situation we'll mention, to do we'll it. Mention the you made a play that may have just gotten you cut, guys. Later on, after we continue with yes. more of the positives. So more positives or more interesting, notable aspects. First of all, the defensive front that we've talked about already on the podcast all week in joint practices mm-hmm. continued to be good. We should mention yet again, just to make sure everybody's aware. Yes. Panthers twos and threes, mm-hmm. Patriots ones. ones. So there's a difference in skill Correct. level there in, in the early parts of it. Um, and I thought the front, whether it was Barmore, Dietrich Wise, Matthew Judon, they shown up. 
Right. I'm starting to really think the front. I don't know about the whole defense. We'll get into linebacker and corner and all that. I think the front is really pretty freaking good. And if the front's that good, that's going to help those other positions where you have questions. Nothing helps out a linebacking core, cornerbacks. The best thing in the world you could possibly come up with, pass rush. When there's a pass rush, it makes every other part Correct. of the defense look solid. And they're swaggering because they swaggered all the way to the finish when it mm-hmm. was Demarcus Mitchell, strip sack to end the game, Sam, guy, Roberts, Sam Roberts, touchdown. Recovery. Like This defense, I found it very interesting when Sean Wade had a, uh, an interception. Nice play. A huge number of veterans came nice off the play. sideline yep. to celebrate with him. This defense has a uh, energy, camaraderie, competitive nature, whatever it may be. That, uh, that I think is snowballing. The confidence, mm-hmm. I, I think they're starting to feel themselves a little bit. I think they have a lot of athletes. We're not going to pretend they have a lot of all pros. Nope. But they have a lot. I think it was Adrian Phillips this week said, we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. And yep. I think that's really accurate. Saw a couple of nice hits once again. Uh, red sleeves, number 30, Wilson, comma, senior on his jersey. Yep. Mac Dropped Wilson, a pick. Yeah, he did drop a pick. Uh, but I still saw some really solid, like someone – Oh, no, there's one of those plays where someone catches it seven yards over the middle then runs 20 yards. Nope. Rack Wilson caught him and popped him. These are the things I've been talking about on the radio and that I've been hoping that the integration of speed at the cornerback position and linebacker, like youth and speed, uh, that influx on the defense will help at least. It's not going to turn them into three yards in a cloud, you know, three plays in a cloud of punch. No, they're not going to be dominant. They won't be dominant, but they'll be like, they'll prevent. They'll bleed a little bit as opposed to hemorrhaging like they did at times in the second half of last season as well. So, uh, like we said, good energy. Nice to see the ones finally get their act together. The cornerback position. The and threes. Um, Defensive front looking good. Don't know what to make of the linebackers yet. Cornerbacks had an up-and-down night. But I thought I, I Bet, uh, more, settling in a little bit, Jalen Mills, John Jones were on mm-hmm. the outside. Yep. I find it interesting that Miles Bryant has ascended to the top slot corner right now over the last and week get some return looks too. Uh, and is he making this team uh, well yeah I didn't have him on my initial 53-man roster right uh, based on last year and what I thought he was and sort of maybe flatlining in his development I remember when I did they like that. him yeah. that year and a <laughs> <laughs> um, they they clearly like him they're giving him an opportunity to be a four down player as Bill likes to mm-hmm. say slot corner and we'll see that can change in a week it could be Raiders joint practices next week and it's like Marcus Jones back in the slot corner position or John Jones they could they could make a decision there that John Jones is going back inside uh Sean Wade has been getting reps on the outside this is a guy that was sort of who else is going to get those outside reps well that that's a bit of a uh, question mark there that's a bit of a concern but they do go two corners down this week with Joan Williams being out but for they're the not season. down. I mean, I know. Well, we know saying, that they're saying we already they were out of the mix before they were out of the mix. I know. And you were right about Malcolm Butler. He Say didn't it again. Have, you didn't even have to get to the I said you were right. Always right. Oh, no, not always right. Just take I almost got you to say it. <laughs> run, you jerk. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Butler gets the yeah, we're not going to cut you. So you're a little dinged up. Let's just you know, we can all agree to part ways. And thanks right. for coming back. And we appreciate what you did in that in that game in the desert a few years ago. And that's all well and good. Yes, Andy, you were right ish. So the competition continues. Sean Wade now might be entering the chat to get the last cornerback spot. Terrence mm-hmm. Mitchell, is he a definite to make this team? I feel like you need him. Just to have one veteran Like a stable, corner. known. He's not great, right. but he's not terrible. He's not we don't really know. We're not you. sure yeah. what Sean Wade is. We're not sure what Jack Jones is. We're not sure what Marcus Jones is. We should probably have a guy we feel pretty sure about. And Bill's always talked about that over the years. Like, that's... 
knowing what guys do. Yep. For better or worse, yep. knowing being a known commodity. And I feel like Terrence Mitchell, for him, is probably a known commodity. And I think you need that to stabilize the position. But uh, it's the position that I think grows more and more interesting. Almost every mm-hmm. practice, preseason game, by the week, that, that's going to come down to the wire. And safety continues to possibly look like the strongest position or positional group Should on the be. team. Yeah. And we haven't even seen that much of Jabril Peppers. No. Who, if he is healthy enough this season, could be a real difference maker. On the back end. Certainly. Uh, some other players who stood out, like I said, Sam Roberts, I've been hoping uh, he's shown some real pop yep. in the practices and in the first two preseason games. I think he's got a good shot at making this team on that nasty defensive line that you're talking about is showing uh, some togetherness, some family, some pop, and some swag. On offense, I opened the show talking about him. i got to mention it again. The My timeline was full of tweets about him. And because he made plays as a receiver, five catches, 71 yards. Uh, granted, it's with the threes and Bailey Zappi and a special teams play. I think little Jordan Humphrey is going to make this team. Um, he's interesting. He's making it hard to get rid of him. There's a numbers game. Tyquan Thornton was announced as out with a shoulder injury in the fourth quarter. Don't you dare put him on IR. I'm ju- I don't think he is. Bill Belichick post game uh, apparently said that everybody other than Christian Wilkerson would be available in Las Vegas right. to joint practice with the Raiders. So that sounds like it's a minor thing with Tyquan Thornton. I also think from what we've seen from Tyquan Thornton, you don't need to or want to Foxborough flew him. You want him to develop, you to need, impact. Like, you need that speed, positive. number one. And number two, the pro shop is like, uh, hey, we're only selling Mac Jones jerseys here. <laughs> right. So if you could help us move. <laughs> you don't think jerseys. Lil Jordan would uh, move off the I shelves? Get one. Um, but Lil Jordan – Catches the ball. He makes plays. Yeah. And the interesting thing is it's Bill referenced too. him with his size. I wonder – I don't know if – I don't see him as a blocker. I don't see him as a borderline tight end. He's not that big. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, ironically named, Lil Jordan is a little bit bigger than you'd think he was right. with that name. But th- those – we're going to come down the wire here yep. to that last running back, last tight end, last wide receiver, last cornerback kind of debate – and then how those guys all compare. But Lil' Jordan Humphrey, if you just go on, do what we ask you to do, I feel like most of the time he's done what they've asked him to do, a great downed punt. In yep. the, for example, Sean Wade. Yep. Interception, uh, and then takes out Marcus Jones uh, when he's coming up to try to fair catch a punt. special teams miscues tonight, so, which undoes all of the good with that excellent interception. And, what, and when, when you're comparing, as I said, the last tight end to the last corner, to the last running back for roster spots, special teams comes into play, and you go, well, Lil' Jordan's made some nice plays. Uh-huh. Sean Wade has made some bad plays. Could that be enough? I don't know. Uh, my guy Brendan Schooler um, was an interception uh, no. late on defense but had a nice opportunity, just missed a chance to down a punt right at the goal line. I still think he's a developing core special teamer. I don't want to say Slater replacement because that's not fair to him to dub somebody the Slater replacement. But a guy that is that kind of a core special. You team. think you can keep Schooler, but by putting him on the yeah. sixteen-man practice squad? Yeah, I do. I find it hard to believe. He well, would let me ask this question. Let me ask this question then. This is the only talk radio question I'll ask as we sort of wrap up this review podcast from preseason game two. Is Matthew Slater a roster lock? Yes. Just because. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, when you see I have it, no further answer. No further rationale. Don't disrespect or my guy. I see. That's the thing. You're seeing it as he's a mud at night regular. Love the man. That's, and that's what, when they put him in Canton, that's what And he's still also pretty good. Now he is, but you can see. Yeah, no, guy. no. All right. I will, not, I will not stand for this on my it's, podcast. Wait, it's not just your. It's ours now. Sorry. 
Sorry, someone came over and took a piece of the land. They took the deed to the house and they put my name uh, on it, whether you like it or not. Tough <laughs> S. So there. Uh, uh, it's just a. Qu- I just want to ask. Like we have to. Yeah, sometimes no. we have to ask no. the tough questions. No. Even if like you got to keep no. a little Jordan, you can, you can even all those. This is his last year, no matter what. Yeah. All right. No chance. Just one of those like Bell loves the man too much. And, and I still think he plays at a competitive level. It's I, not awkward I think where he's it's good, like, but it's not vintage Matthew Slater. No, and you're have to it make isn't. Tough choices because you have to build towards the Foxborough future. Okay, so here. get rid of Devin McCourty. It's not vintage Devin McCourty. Wow. Is it vintage Devin McCourty? Who's more important to the Who's more important to the 2022 Patriots, Devin McCourty or Matthew Slater? Devin McCourty plays defense. Right. Yeah, but he's not as good, so the drop off is more apparent. Slater on special teams, if there's a little bit of a drop-off, you don't lose maybe you need quite a as much. defensive coach slash pretty good center fielder as opposed to somebody who is good on special teams, but other people might be able to Also the guy you much. make do press conferences when you do dumb stuff as an organization. Yeah, and he did speak out this week when the fight club broke out. Or, so. or like, hey, we're going to sign uh, Antonio Brown. Who can we have talk? Hey, Matthew, could you go talk yeah, to reporters? Yeah, would you, would you <laughs> could you try to ease their concerns? So, like... I'm sorry, Take, I won't have for this. He's a captain. Fair enough. He's a leader. Just wanted the whole to thing. ask it. I'm not, I shan't review okay. the subject so again. Let's go. A couple more guys I wanted to. The rookie running backs I find interesting. I do too. Because I don't think you can keep both of them in this little scenario we're painting. Wow. I don't think you want to get rid of either of them. Nope. So. So, who you, so who's more important to this team now, not even just the long term? Is it uh, Pierre Strong Jr. or is it Ben Jarvis, Kevin Harris? I don't know the answer to that. Because Ben Jarvis, Kevin Harris looked, and that's exactly what it looks like. He, he's like the, he's the Ocean State job lot version of Damian Harris. I think he's got more upside than Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. He did have some nice moves tonight. He looked pretty good with yeah. the ball in his hands. And Pierre, Pierre Strong, Strong I think the 40s. Looks. The four, literally, this is how dumb I think sometimes personnel is. Yep. I think the 40 time could get him claimed just like oh this was that was the guy who was the fastest running back at the combine we're going to claim him oh for so sure i don't know that you could get him through you're not waivers to the practice through. squad maybe kevin harris so you could. It's running like, oh, back round, running i think back. you need one of those guys to pull a hammy this week yeah yeah probably the, the, probably is, strong is there some foxborough flu yeah i think you need to and pull that, him. and so that would mean jj taylor would. i mean let's team? just look at it real quick so the Tom miami Montgomery dolphins tried to trade who the hell did they try to trade to the to the I'm drawing a blank on who it was, but they made a trade with the Saints. Yep. So so they passed a guy on the physical. They made a trade to the Saints. The guy gets to the Saints, fails his physical. Mm-hmm. Trade is rescinded. He comes back to the Dolphins, fails his physical, and goes on IR. So, like, physicals can kind of be – he passed it the first time so they could trade him. Sure. And I'm guessing if the Saints had passed him on the initial physical when their doctors looked at him upon arrival – He's a saint. No, that's your problem. Now we washed our hands. Deals. Right. No, no backsees. No backsees. No trade backsees. Right. And I just. So could you find something that could put a guy legitimately on IR for the year? Like, okay, that could probably happen. So, mm. but I just find I don't numbers wise as we start to talk about fifty three guys, I don't know how you can keep Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Ty Montgomery, and then two rookie running backs who may or Ty may not Montgomery play. Fall? Where does Ty Montgomery fall? Is he definitely he's a running, running back. back? Yeah, he's a running back. You don't have room for him as a wide receiver if you want to cut him there. Like you have room for him at running back. Teamer. No, he's not a special teamer. He played a lot really... tonight. He played as much as anybody tonight. And played well. And another guy in that in that area, Josh Uche, played as much as anybody tonight. Mm-hmm. He was out there third quarter. He may have even played into the fourth quarter, which I always find interesting because... You're one of the guys who usually says, ooh, that can't be good. Why is Josh Uche out there in the and third and fourth the, quarter? The people that are doing that, Josh Uche, Henry Anderson is doing it for the second straight summer. Henry Anderson plays a lot with like twos 
threes. Like, this is a seven, eight-year veteran, mm-hmm. whatever he is. Do I think he's going to get cut? No. But would I just add him to that notable names who you'd be surprised if, oh, yeah, they cut him. I didn't, oh, Sam Roberts and Mitchell made it, and Henry Anderson didn't, or, or something like right. that. So I would put that out there. Um, Anthony Jennings, I thought, flashed a little bit, had a late Once pressure. Mm-hmm. He, I think he can play a little bit. I'm he, starting he to come around. Some, he might get some end reps. I'm starting to come around on him a little bit, um, that he could be an impact guy yep. on the edge. He could. And the last question, or rather issue, I'll have as we saw the ones get About out Tristan there. Tristan Viz- Vizcaino, Vizcaino yeah. who they call Kano. We'll see. We'll um, see you later. I thought he had no shot to make the 51-yard field goal. Effing nailed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think he missed the net on the one earlier. Missed one, yeah. I was bad. It was almost as bad as Never the, had a shot. the Ocean Spray guys that tried to kick field goals on the field that I had before. Oh, wow. You're taking shots night. at those guys yeah, in a podcast? Yeah, I sure am. They had what did you say about them? Attempts. They stunk. Yeah, there was, it was more than that. No, they absolutely should be. They should have their man cards taken, and they should never be allowed back in the stadium. But I'm not allowed to say Mike, that. Mike, because only I'm men can kick field goals? Only men can kick field goals? Would you is please? that how it works? Is this what we're trying to do now? You ever hear the Renegades? Dynasty. Now, oh, here's what we're Bet doing. Bet you now. they have a kicker. We're trying to get the. I don't know her name. Culture on me now. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself, you son no. of a blank? Uh, I'll just ask you this, and maybe we can get into it this weekend on the radio. Where's Kendrick Bourne? Uh, he wasn't dressed tonight. He didn't play. He uh, hasn't played yet this preseason. He was kicked out of practice this week. Bad. He uh, he's having a terrible summer. Oof, man, the energy guy. The for a guy, guy who's supposed all, to be the number one receiver. Yeah, and for the guy that we're all saying, like, as long as they run the offense more through him. Hell, he even said he wanted to be more like Debo Samuel. Um, first, you have to be on the field. Yeah. No. Uh, nothing. I, 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 it's, it's strange. He hasn't – it's not like he's had a ton of drops this summer. He He's just non-existent, doesn't really flash in one-on-ones. I don't – I don't – it's almost like he's lethargic. Like, they're – because he looked, we said it, I remember saying it a lot, late in the year when there were a lot of comparisons being made like, oh, the Patriots don't have playmakers. Who's their best playmaker? And Kendrick I always Bourne. said, I think it's Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. The closest thing you have to a playmaker, like a guy who can make a big play when you need a big play, energy, inject life in an offense, was Kendrick Bourne. He looks nothing like that this summer. Mm-mm. I don't know. It's like... A new thing we've never heard of you know, up until like the last couple of years, like, oh, long COVID or the effects of almost like that. Like, right. he's not himself. Like, something doesn't look right with him. Even and, though he walks out first day arm in arm with Mr. Kraft, yeah. laughing, slapping, high-fiving. It's, but it's weird. Not, whatever that buoyant energy, that nonstop charisma and enthusiasm he has off the field is not translating on the field no. right now. I can't even think of really a play he's made. A no. couple catches. I also, again, though, want to, like, can't think of a lot of, oh, wow, he dropped that. Oh, wow, he dropped that. It's more irrelevant, out of sight, out of mind, than the fight, throwing the haymakers, getting right. kicked out. Yep, yep. Prior to that, he got kicked out of a possession. Bill yelled at him. So there's a few little minor things there, but he's, it's, it's not fitting. It's not working. It's not building on last year. And I think everybody thought he was going to build on last year. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Worth keeping an eye on as the Patriots travel to – Las Vegas to have joint practices with the Raiders and Josh week. McDaniels. And uh, you don't know, you didn't tell me. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Remember the guy who used new, to call offensive plays here, and coach? he left, and now we have no one to call what? offensive plays. <laughs> oh yeah, who called the plays tonight? Matty well, P. All night. I believe all night. Well, there you go. I, I I mean, don't like hold me to it in case you know. I won't. I'm wrong. We'll see. 
I need to get binoculars. Yeah, we'll have to get into that one more over the weekend. Uh, Bill Belichick, interesting note, post-game. A reporter phrased a question, something like, Bill, I know you don't really want to tell us much about the uh, play-calling situation. And Bill was like, whoa, I never said that. Well, you said that by not, not saying, saying that, anything. He would say, like, yeah, I never and said that. And the reporter kind of uh, backed down. I actually think the reporter, if they wanted to, could have, like, shoved themselves in the door and taken the opportunity to say, well, Bill, All right, the floor then. is yours. Could you explain with a little more detail what exactly this process that you're calling it is, sir, with the play-calling situation? But he didn't. But Bill, Bill pushed back on the idea that he doesn't want to talk about it. A very Belichickian move indeed. indeed. We'll get into that and more all weekend long. Should you enjoy this podcast, please, of course, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. We're at Six Rings Pod on the tweet machine. And of course, if you have a question or a comment, you want to tell Andy what a delightful human being he is. If you want to tell me to quit hey, rambling at the beginning and the end of the podcast, go yeah, right that'd, ahead. That'd be me. Yeah. That would be Six Rings Pod at gmail.com. We'll be on WEEI Saturday 1 to 3 and Sunday from 11 to 3. If you'd like to weigh in on the preseason games, your thoughts on Mac, the defense, who's making it, who's not making the cut, and so much more. So following Pats 20, Cats 10, no more fight club, just a preseason game. This is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens alongside Andy Jumbo Hart saying, Thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. Talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.